0: Welcome to Between Two Barrels, a twice weekly podcast recorded at Studio 66 presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Between Two Barrels is a show that highlights legends of all shapes and sizes from across the state of Tennessee. From the queen of country Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman, from our head distiller to our legendary staff and products. On this show you will learn some terms of the alcohol industry as well as learn some awesome recipes for food and cocktails alike. Join us as we journey through the volunteer state to bring you stories of legends that involve the beautiful state of Tennessee, from country music as well as rock and roll royalty, cryptids, distillery origins, carbonated beverage beginnings, and everything in between. This show truly highlights what makes a legend a Tennessee legend.
1: Welcome back, legends, to another episode of the Between Two Barrels podcast. I'm your host Opie, and joined, of course, by the manager himself, B. Low. Brian, how are you?
0: Doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, getting past the first of the holiday hurdles, as mm-hmm. it were. Thanksgiving has come and gone, as well as Black Friday. Not to to get too far away from it, um, but we are definitely into the month of sales. and and purchasing and buying uh, for the upcoming next holiday hurdle. And it's going to be here before we know it. We're literally two days away, three days away from December at this point, which means another two weeks. And we're having our company holiday parties, holiday dinners. uh, And then two weeks from that, we'll be... Christmas Day so And then after I mean, that
1: we're in another dadgum year already. We're
0: already hitting twenty twenty four at that point and twenty twenty three has been a a
1: roller coaster, as it were. You ain't kidding. Twenty twenty three has been a roller coaster inside and outside these walls. In watching some
0: mainstream television and mm. stuff like that as of late, I can't help but in a sense liken this year to the, the Loki series mm. in terms of the the decisions made, how different people's lives are going in different directions mm-hmm. um, and how on the, the, the same timeline, the same reality, the same existence, uh, much like our years have mm-hmm. yours and mine personally have well, there have been positives, positives and negatives in both directions. Yes. Overall, I mean, you've had some some heartaches, heartbreaks, and major hills to overcome. And I I I don't want to you know put anything negative or, or karmatic to to come back out in the universe, but you know overall getting into a new house and stuff like mm-hmm. that and starting a new chapter in my life and that aspect has yeah. been you know
1: so it is it is crazy yeah it is crazy how you don't really realize like how similar many people's especially the stresses walks of life are like you could put them beside each other and they're like and and that's something the that two totally different people yeah. But they're following this same path. And it's like, it's weird to think of what, I can't remember what they called it in season one, when a timeline would begin to branch. Like if one little uh, thing- A Nexus event? A Nexus event. Yeah. Yeah. Where they'd be like, what's that one thing that like, like Sylvie's was, she was happy. Right. And the TV was like, we can't have that.
0: Right. You can't have-
1: <laughs> But like- what would our nexus event be that, like, someone would pop up and go, like, whoa, 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 that's not the destined path. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, it could be something as small as uh, stopping to pick up a, a pebble. Right. You know, like, oh, no, 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 no. No, you're not supposed to do that. No, you're not supposed to do that. But, yeah, it's, it's and I think that we get so entranced, especially this area. Yes. In the different hustles and bustles of the season. Like, I'm a firm believer that people are created innately good. Yeah. Like their their uh, factory setting is decent. Like 'cause like I think evil and mean and all that takes more work. You know how they say it, scientists say it takes more muscles to frown than it does yeah. to smile. I think it truly takes more work to be a bad person than it does to just generically be a good person. Right. But I think especially around this time of year and the reason that a lot of people who live here become so myself included like when i lived here for so long and and was in the theater world i became so cynical with this season oh fully desensitized because it's commercialized I mean, it was, so much
0: well, in you this s- area you start in october doing mm-hmm. rehearsals they like start putting up decorations like in if october. it wasn't for
1: Dollywood, this area would skip halloween yeah if it if it had its way Yes, in a heartbeat. We go straight into Winterfest. Yeah, absolutely. We'd start Winterfest, which which in, in Ju- after the Fourth of July, if they yeah. wanted, if they wanted to.
0: <laughs> it in and of itself starts in that first week of November. Yeah, I mean the official lighting ceremonies or lighting kickoffs or whatever mm-hmm. for the independent townships: Gatlinburg, uh, Pigeon Ford, Sevierville all happen within two to three days of each other and all during that first week of November. And then all of your shows, for the most part, if they don't start them on November the 1st or during that first week of November, they typically wind up starting right around Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. And the lights start getting put up around here during early football season. Yeah. That's what a lot of people who venture here for the winter don't realize is, like, these started getting put up in September. Yeah. Like, put up. Like, you seeing the city hanging snowflakes on the street lamps and stuff... Yep. ...in September. Yes. So, All the you kind of become desensitized to this season, living and working around here. I have felt that since I have not been working in it since
0: what would have been the 2018 season, um, which is kind of hard to believe at this point, that I have not done a christmas related type show and this will be five years now wow get right after having gone 22 years or or sorry 17 years of doing you know a form of a christmas show whether it be at comedy barn or and that's uh, another thing
1: when your family's celebrating christmas you might have two shows
0: yeah we're
1: they're doing shows so i mean it's like (laughs) you know you might have a little time to wake up with your family, or you know, like uh, we're gonna have Spouse, to open presents whatever, early. Yeah. We, we gotta get up. I
0: gotta be. I gotta call time at eleven o'clock. Yeah,
1: we gotta let's get up, make the cinnamon rolls, get the coffee going. We'll open presents. Love you. I'll see you tonight.
0: Yep, I'll be back home at eleven or twelve o'clock yeah. tonight. but I have found that that being out of that the the amount of time that it, it took to get desensitized is is greatly diminished coming out of it. Like, I have found myself this year, like, wanting to, like, actively seeking out, trying to listen to Christmas music. I know. I have actively wanted to... to watch uh, something Christmas. Watch something Christmas. I have actively wanted to to have family over, you know, and be in that scenario, to be in that setting. So, yeah, I mean, 17 years to, to is, get to a point wild. to where I was just... You know, or in that 17th year, I was just sick of it. Mm. Like, oh, great, Christmas is here. Yeah. Mm. And now it's it's getting back to that. I, I have memories of how Christmas was for me and my family up until, you know, the age of 11 or 12. And those are the fond memories growing up during the, oh, you yeah. know, late 80s, early yeah. 90s that you still, well my family still had that very close-knit type you know we went over to this grandparents house and all of the
1: aunts uncles cousins oh, you know yeah. everybody was Growing there up, at man, the one place i could not and i couldn't count on one hand how many places we went yeah
0: now i'm wanting to be the person that that wants to host those types of things again yeah Um, because that is what I do miss and I would love for that to, to come back around and be a thing. Mm. But since the time of that, it's like so much of our family has moved to far, you know, reaches
1: far off galaxies of,
0: of, yeah, of, of the, the country Mm -hmm. state, whatever, like, I've got a, a cousin that I didn't even know about this until recently, but they've been living in Memphis for, like, the last five or six years. Wow. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's like I say, I mean, this time of year, it it has definitely become now more of a, a happier time for yes. me compared to what it was working oh, in the
1: theater, for I, sure. To piggyback off of it, it has a lot to do with... Um, Getting out of that, getting to actually have a Christmas day, like
0: oh, we yes. are closed here. Christmas here day. in yeah, for the distillery, we are closed Christmas <laughs> like, days in so, yeah.
1: Sevierville, and this area. While theaters are running two shows, we are actually with a company who says, "You know what? We're closing early on Christmas Eve, and you're having the day off." Yeah, and that's so rare in this area. It is, which is sad, but at the same time, that helps. Get you out of that cynical mentality of like uh, why should I care about Christmas? I have to work two shows or three shows or right you know so and it definitely I, I would agree it's taken a lot quicker time and becoming more get, getting back to more of what I enjoyed about having this, the Christmas this holiday spirit season. Yes. yeah, of having the Christmas spirit. our hearts have have started growing back. Yes I we, guess. Are,
0: we are deggrinrifying <laughs> yeah,
1: we're degrinchifying. But I will say another thing that has baffled me. And I think it's the growth of technology. Madison showed me this on a TikTok the other night. Do you remember the days of when you would hear Black Friday stories of, like, someone punched an elderly lady to get the last Nintendo because it was 80% off? Yeah, I remember that. You don't hear much of that these days. Because everything's online. Everything's online shopping. You can have it dropped on. Heck, you can even order your stuff, park in a parking place, and they'll bring it to your car. Yeah. There is no need for these. And doorbuster sales are not the doorbuster sales of the 90s and early 2000s. No, everything is... Like I is saw like a PlayStation 5, normally $600, only $550. What?
0: We're going to knock, yeah.
1: We're going to knock $50 off. Dude, you used to do like 75 and 80% off things. Right. Which is why it was called Black Friday. You know, you'd drop it so much, you would sell so much right. in return yeah, to get you into the black. Yeah. In that one day. So, no, deals every, are nowhere near what they were.
0: On a, on a lot of things, yes. 100%. If you know where to look and all that stuff, I mean, you can find some really good mm-hmm. deals during this time of year. But yes, everything is so much more accessible your your Black Friday sales like for some outlets, you know started oh, if, three if, weeks ago. yeah if you're a Walmart plus member, you get four days early access mm-hmm. to all the Black Friday sales or everything if you're plus. Amazon we should have Prime. A TLD
1: plus <laughs>
0: right uh, with with certain tier memberships mm-hmm. almost like a, a patreon
1: yeah uh, like or, TLD plus oh you don't have TLD plus. Uh oh, well jeez, yeah. Darn. Sorry, have to you know streaming, the, streaming the, service the discounts
0: <laughs> or anything else like that. Yeah, it's just nothing but people making cocktails all day. It's T L D plus streaming <laughs> That's what service. It is. Uh With different we'll music underlying episodes of Bar Rescue or <laughs> you know uh Flip the Bar and anything and stuff like, like that. that. <laughs> uh pitch a, a company or this new show, Barmageddon. Have you seen that? I have seen
1: that. Have no, I think it would be cool to there. start a sec a show called Raising the Bar. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and it be uh, making, multi-generational. Yeah, making a finer cocktail than you see at your normal establishment. Like, right. well, this was made with glacier ice, and it was blessed by an Indian, an Eskimo medicine man. <laughs> and this was made crafting with a knife that was purchased from the Davy Crockett Foundation. And that's why this mm-hmm. cocktail is much better than the one you can get at TGI Friday's. Right. And yeah, just little things like that. And
0: why it costs $25 mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, a, a $7, $8
1: cocktail. David Crockett actually killed people with this knife. <laughs> <laughs> like the the, uh, the first blade. Yes, like <laughs> the first blade. Cut, this cutting, was Cain's blade, man, cutting. like out of a donkey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there zesting
1: an orange. Yeah, with, with, with a, a, a jaw blown of a donkey. Like, oh, this was Kane's. That's why this cocktail is $32. Right. <laughs> oh
0: man. But uh, yeah, it's it's
1: th- this time of season is we are back to enjoying it more. Yes, for sure. Than we were uh, in our performing days because it was just a job.
0: Right. But um, that being said. Um, since it is a business, and mm-hmm. the the purpose of a business is to turn a profit, absolutely. Um, the the thought and the idea of sales has not eluded us. No, we actually have some of our own for this time of year, mm-hmm. um, which are continuations right now of a month long online Black Friday sale for Tennessee Legend Distillery merch, hats, shirts, koozies, Etch. etched glassware. Anything and everything for the most part that is non alcoholic for TLD for Tennessee Legend Distillery, you can go to the Tennessee Legend merch site and be able to find any and all of that type of stuff. And you can have that shipped to your door right now. We are doing 40% off any $50 or more order online. Candles I know our candles are a favorite amongst our Mm. guests and customers, so if you're looking to try to find a bunch of candles and be able to get them at a really good price, like I said, almost half off, 40% off of any $50 or more online order, you will be able to get it shipped to your door, I do need to let you know, we are recommending making sure and getting all online orders in no later than December the 11th, December the 11th, that is a Monday. Make sure you get all online orders in by December the 11th to guarantee delivery in time for Christmas.
1: Yes. We want to we wanna make sure that you get that stuff before Christmas because a lot of these things are gifts for people. Um, like you said, our one of our popular things outside of alcohol is the candle. Yes. People walk in, they smell what we're burning, um, and we burn our own stuff, and it is kind of a technique. Yeah. But at the same time it's because we ourselves love the smell of our candles.
0: Very much so. That's just um, fantastic. The the gel wax that's mm-hmm. kind of a redundant or an oxymoron yeah. or one of those <laughs> that don't, the don't the two words don't go well together or the gel candle, just gel a gel candle. candle. Um very, very good. Mm. Um it burns evenly, you get a hundred hour burn time out of the candle. Um, you don't have to trim the wick at any point in time. I mean, it is a maintenance free candle other than just lighting it and
1: blowing out the candle at the end of the and when you get time done, that you want to burn. You got a jar.
0: You got a jar. Yeah. Uh, soy candles.
1: You don't have to do any of that annoying freezing thing. Yeah, a little cut, bit more work and stuff it all out. like
0: that with them. Uh, but if you are someone who would prefer soy as opposed to the gel, then yes, we do have that option for you. Not only that, but in-store here at our Sevier County location, Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to be giving away, actually, at both the Newport Highway as well as the Winfield Dunn or 66 location, uh, with any six-bottle purchase, minimum six-bottle purchase, we are giving away different bits of swag, whether it be T-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, shirts, uh, maybe even some tank tops. Mm -hmm. We've got some... uh, silicone cups that can double as koozies in there. Like, There's all kinds of different things, but like I said, we are doing all kinds of swag giveaway with a minimum six-bottle purchase at either of the Severe County locations. Uh, We are doing cocktail discounts at the Cookville location. Mm -hmm. Those are uh, time-determinant, so make sure and just check out the social media uh, pages for that. We'll make sure and get all the information to you here in just a moment for that. And you can always look in the description for the uh, YouTube or on the YouTube video or any of the descriptions that we wind up putting down for the Mm -hmm. podcast. You can get all the links or just go directly through the Studio 66 site or the Tennessee Legend Distillery site to be able to access any and all Tennessee Legend products, um, sites, social media sites, Uh, Any of the Studio 66 shows, all of their individual sites, the Studio 66 social media, all of that stuff is accessible through
1: the description on the podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, those deals are as supplies last, So, and they're going quick. So the quicker they go, the the less likely you you are to get a deal.
0: But yes, uh, make sure and take advantage Throughout the entirety of the month uh, We only have a couple of days left For the online sale mm-hmm. But we may go ahead and extend that We may actually go ahead and do uh, At least 12, till the 11th A 12 days of Christmas So mm-hmm. starting today, or tomorrow as it were uh, No, that'd be f- Two days, Thursday. Friday Thursday or Friday, yes uh, started as the 12 days of Christmas So that way we can make sure and have that out On that 12th day if you don't have it ordered uh, we can't guarantee that you will get it by Christmas at
1: that point, speaking of the holiday we just got out of how was your Thanksgiving? You got to go see your sister in law yes, uh
0: friends of the show, True West Campground and Stables in Jamestown Tennessee, uh just on the other side of the big south fork state big South fork State Park mm, mm-hmm. in what would be upper kind of middle still east yeah. it's it's really weird uh, up there in that area and I'm kind of wondering if any sort of like weirdness happens at any particular point in time during the year because there at the campground the dateline or the timeline for mm. eastern and central runs right through the property so you can have <laughs> your phone out and you can be looking at your phone up near one of the cabins and one of the covered wagons that you're able to stay in and then looking at your phone and say it says 1159 AM Mm. and then a few seconds later you get over to the other part of the thing and then it clicks over and says 11 o'clock. That's crazy. (laughs) So it it's just really weird and i wonder if there's any sort of like like i said just strange happenings down along whatever that that it definitive line just by would walk be. on the property <laughs> seriously it's it was weird because i'm trying to get some football right. games started up yeah. i mean you, thanksgiving football uh, of course we didn't go up until saturday um i was here at the store for uh, all day thanksgiving uh, yeah. uh, and then was here for a portion of the day um, on friday for black friday but yeah we got up saturday And went and visited her. If you do get the opportunity, whether you're a horse fanatic, a horse person or not, they do have availability uh, for tent camping, uh, bringing in campers, um, tow behind, whatever the case may be, Uh, as well as having the uh, cabins on site. They also have the Marshall Suite, which is above the uh, main storefront and stuff like that uh, for the campground um and then of course they do have the covered wagons that are climate controlled that you can stay in um heated in the the cold months and they've got air conditioner uh for the warmer months um and it's pretty neat set up in there got some uh, walking, trails too, don't they? walking trails Especially for families walking trails of course the horseback riding trails and a- at that point you are going through the the park the state park the Big That's South Fork cool. State Park um but yeah uh we had um, a lot of her family, a lot of my wife's family, of course. Like mm-hmm. I said, we're going up to meet the the spend time with the sister-in-law, her husband, uh, mother-in-law came up, uh, sister-in-law's husbands. Uh, some of his family was there. Wow. Uh, we had some family that's just moved here from Iowa, or some of their family that they just moved here from Iowa. Um. So this is their first holiday season here in the the. Smokies. I mean, you can still it's the Plateau, so it's still well, part they probably of the, thought it was the Great Smoky weather. Mountains. Yeah. No, this um, isn't nothing. It, yeah, <laughs> it's was like, ah, oh, this ain't too bad. Uh, you should be back home right now. This is golf weather. Right, and they still would be doing all kinds of stuff like that right now. But, yeah, I mean, um, we had multiple turkeys. Uh, there was a massive ham cooked that, of course, I used the salted caramel mm-hmm. to, to make the glaze, the glaze. for. Fantastic. Um I deep fried a turkey. Uh, Heather uh did a regular roasted turkey in the oven. I got quite a few more compliments because mine actually stayed moist <laughs> throughout the entirety. Sorry. That's I, right. yeah, I know you're not no. a fan of the I got N-word. hit with
1: it at our family dinner multiple times. The right. Uh, everyone referring to and the then turkey. they and then they were saying like, Well, would you rather it dry? And I said, No, but you don't have to say it. Right. Uh, it's I don't want to succulent. Yes, succulent, juicy. It's weird that I can. I'm fine with that word,
0: right? And nice crispy skin on it. Mm. Good flavorful skin. We had uh, done an injection. Uh, Kenders butter and salt blend. Okay. Um, with melted butter, mm. actually going into the meat through injection, and dropped it down in. Uh, thankfully, no one in the family had any peanut allergens, so I was able to use peanut oil to get an even better. Uh, crisp to the skin. Nice. Um, and
1: we've been eating on <laughs> leftovers oh, yes. for the last couple s- of days. I have, too, and I said that to Madison last night, or two nights ago now. Um, I was like, this is the best part about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, the as days far days of not, like, don't have to set anything out because you know you're going to eat leftovers. Don't have to buy anything because you know oh, you're going to yeah. have enough leftovers. And you're like, you can eat for three to four days off of one holiday.
0: I will say this. I love the fact that Heather goes ahead and buys a bunch of cheap to-go containers (laughs) of some sort or just storage containers. Yeah. Just so that way you can go ahead and start portioning stuff out for everybody. And at one point in time, after I got through uh, going and cleaning out the, the pot for having cooked the turkey in and stuff like that, um, I walked back into the kitchen and sure enough, everything is already like pre-portioned in all of these different things. Oh, that's so awesome. all we had to do whenever we got up Sunday, uh, whenever we got ready to head out, was just grab some of the the stuff and put it down into the cooler nice. to be able to make the trip back. I am a little disappointed. There's one thing that, that does get made around the holidays um, that I didn't get to get any of. Well, I had some there. Yeah. um but didn't have any to bring back and um that's the the taco salad uh-huh. uh really good thing that that gets made of course it stands nowhere near uh mother-in-law's yeah. cheesy potatoes uh, which are absolutely fantastic and of course none mm. of it stands up to any of the desserts that my wife makes mm. and she had made me specifically a, a lemon bar bo- or a, a lemon icebox pie my god and thankfully she i was able to get a couple of pieces of that because she had made also a uh chocolate peanut butter silk pie that everybody else kind of gravitated towards (laughs) i was able to get more of the the lemon icebox just so you know because i'm I, peanut butter I'm kind of fickle with peanut butter yeah. like only certain aspects yeah. will I you know enjoy it other than that I'm not a not a huge peanut butter fan so but that. yeah I mean it was a great time the the area up there is great I I hate it that this is the first time because they've been there since March Mhm that this is the first time that we were able to get up there but because of mine and katie's schedules and stuff like that we just didn't have the opportunity to get up there until this point i would like to go and enjoy it during some warmer months uh especially because they do have a couple of ponds up there and you know how i am as far as fishing i would love to to be able to enjoy Regular hooker yep regular hooker um but yeah, I mean, all in all it was a great time. Was able to still watch some football even though it was in God's country. Um it, literally, I mean, no cell service whatsoever. Oof. But thankfully they had Wi-Fi um and we were able to to still be somewhat connected to the world and and cool enough they actually have multiple repeaters on the property to be able to get the Wi-Fi signal out oh, that's throughout cool. a majority of the property. So you can definitely enjoy the the quietness of everything. Enjoy being out in the middle of nowhere. But you can also check but, your scores. B- but but you also have you know some some of the the um, what's the word uh, not not luxuries amenities amenities amenities. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, of you know modern civilization, of course, plenty of good fresh running water. Uh, each one of the campsites has some form of electric hookup, little fire pits at each one oh. of the campsites. So, I mean, yeah, everything is, is set up really nice. So, yeah, if you get the opportunity... I want to. I definitely recommend uh, going up and staying with the uh, Timmy and Heather. It'll have to be something
1: a little above actual camping because, like, uh, a couple months ago when we were, you know, talking about the tornadoes that, that hit around here, it was like... Eleven thirty, at night and all the power was out and all that stuff and we didn't even uh her father had not brought the generator over yet for us to like put a fan a fa- plug a box fan up mm. and and Madison was like we're camping it's like sense. no we're not i was like we're well, still indoors she's like no this is camping and i was like oh so you don't like camping Mm-mm. i was like okay so if we do go up there, we're gonna definitely gonna have to do one of the nicer cabins and not actual camp. But I do uh, look forward to getting to check out uh, True West. Uh, it looks really cool. I love how like the main area is set up like a Hollywood saloon set.
0: It's it's really neat. Like Whenever something in a Blazing Saddles or yeah, Tombstone or something. You, you look at that. I mean, and yeah, you're able to go into the little storefront. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got some of your. Uh, A little sundry section, so if you forgot bug spray or you forgot, you know... uh, Chapstick. Yeah. uh, Meds, ibuprofen, Tylenol. Those types of things. I mean, they have all that stuff in there. Uh, A regular gift shop, because it is centered more around horse enthusiasts, there are, you know, several pieces of tack, feed... Uh, okay. Stuff like that in there that you can get, but they also have hats, T-shirts. Uh, Are they sell on any of the Yellowstone stuff like that. Um, I'm sure if she can get it at a uh, decent price, decent
1: price, yes. Because everywhere I go, people uh, the people love the people rep it as if uh, the they're working the ranch themselves. <laughs> and
0: and they they're of course not that far. Yes, they have their own horses, yes. yeah. um, and they do have space available for people to rent like if someone in the area wants to you know house their horse there for a period of time there is the capacity for people to do that actually there is a park ranger that has a horse that is usually kept there Uh, she actually came and joined us for uh, dinner Saturday uh, afternoon Uh, and some of their neighbors uh, wound up coming up too and having dinner with us but, yeah, I mean, it's a, a great place. They have some operations <laughs> like it would be, but, yeah, not to the point of where it's, like, you know, cattling, you know, yeah. uh, ranching and stuff like that. Like, they're not, Yeah. there's no actual work other than just horse care. They man. don't have it's to get up
1: at 5 a.m. and feed the pigs and no. till the land. And no, of course, <laughs> but,
0: but being friends with Heather on, uh, Snapchat, we routinely get pictures of her dogs taking a dump in the morning. Oh wow! I got one this morning of of her dog Sugar. You see the little tagline. Oh, such a beautiful sunrise out here, and you see the 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 horse tie ups and everything else. And looking at that, what would be that western? oh, the sun is rising in the east. Mm-hmm. But if you look down at the bottom of the picture, there's, there's her the dog. dog just hunker down. There's the dog dropping a. It says good
1: morning, like a. A deuce chat. And this portion of the podcast has been brought to you by True West. Right. <laughs> Good friends. We uh, we did, despite everything that has been happening uh, outside of these walls with the family, we did have a, a dinner, um, not on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Most of Thanksgiving was spent uh, in the air, uh, as it were, because uh, Dad, just coming off of back surgery, uh, had some mini strokes as well. And thank you T- to our audience, T- uh, yes, to, yes, thank you for, for understanding. understanding for you know this very trying time. Yes, that, that Opie. Uh, yes, thank you for the through. understanding and and some pauses in recording. We were able to get through all that as a family, and Friday we were able to have dinner. But uh, also, uh, what made it another weird time of year is um, two of my really close friends. Uh, one, my best friend. Uh, since childhood, and one one of the best friends I've had in the last few years, Logan and Andrew both had uh, receiving friends for family members on Black Friday. So um, it was really sad for them. Uh, Logan's dad passed away. Any of these, these friends, please, just, uh, even if you don't know them, you know, send some positive vibes their way. And Andrew's grandfather had passed away, too. So it's weird. Before dinner, me and Madison and Mom went to two receiving friends just to love on them and see them and 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 that's what also i think about the holidays when we're in the hustle and bustle especially in tourist areas and shopping areas is we sometimes forget in our hecticness that this time of year is not always awesome for everybody no you know between people who have passed recently or things like that like uh, we're still even though it's been two years this was another thanksgiving very close to the passing of my wife's grandfather so right. it's still rough like so yeah and anybody I, who is having a tough time around this time of year and if you know them do the even small acts of kindness for them around this time text them tell them you love them you know take them a dish something uh there are people around this time of year who need a little extra loving uh, and, and don't forget those people but just wanted to give a big uh Shout out to my two friends, Andrew and Logan. Uh, I know you listen, uh, but uh, love you both. Just uh, reach out to your your loved ones this holiday. Don't let it get too hectic to where you forget about them.
0: Absolutely. Being, having a spouse that has had to deal with that type of stuff too, I can definitely Mm -hmm. sympathize with with everybody that does have to go through that type of stuff. She's someone who had lost her father Mm -hmm. uh, just before the Christmas holiday several years ago. Not long before we met each other uh, working in the
1: theater. Wow. That kind of stuff, it gets, as they say, it gets easier, but it never goes away. Right. Because, you know, you've lost a loved one. And this time of year is when you would normally be with those loved ones. Right. So uh, definitely keep all those people in your thoughts. Other than that, do not forget to follow the socials. As we just said, a lot of sales coming up. About to drop our winter and I can't believe we we. I feel like we just dropped our pumpkin spice, and now we're about to drop our winter creamer.
0: Yes, the peppermint mocha. Um, it's actually available in stores wow, now. Available already. across all four locations. Um, in trying to establish our seasonal rotation, we unfortunately, I want to don't want to say fully disappointed. Um, some of our our purchasers, some of our customers um but we didn't have it available whenever we typically would because we were trying With to a establish new creamer, a yeah a yeah, uh, being the pumpkin spice yeah a new
1: seasonal rotation um
0: but we are now getting into the full swing rotation as it will be moving mm-hmm. forward which we've mentioned before mm-hmm. but it's always good to bring it back up um uh, because we are in a new quarter for uh, the seasonal creams and we are going to have four throughout the year Mm -hmm. of course don't worry if you are a fan of the creme brulee, the dirty cream the bananas foster or the wedding bells we are going to have those four all the time 365, so you don't have to worry about those ever going anywhere. Absolutely. But the peppermint mocha, which is what we're in now, mm-hmm. uh, will be available typically December, January, February. Mm-hmm. The blueberries and cream will be March, April, and May. June, July, August is going to belong to the root beer float. September, October, and November is going to be pumpkin
1: spice. Nice. Nice. So yes, Peppermint Mocha is available. You can get that at any of the four locations. And I would imagine distribution is ready online as well for it.
0: Yes, they should have actually gotten it before we got it here. Um, Just because of the fact that they did want to make sure and get those people taken care of first because we do have several distributors across the country Mm -hmm. who would already have normally been able to get the peppermint mocha already at this point in time so um if i'm not mistaken the way i think they're going to try to get everything set up is the actual production of the the seasonal liqueur is going to take place a month okay. before it would normally be released smart. That's probably smart. Um, just so that way we can get it out in distribution to the different distributors a little bit earlier than what it would be and then in the different tasting rooms the four physical tasting rooms mm-hmm. across the state it will be available during those seasonal quarters awesome and you can get that online at kagan bottle yes k-e-g-n-b-o-t-t-l-e com. citricow that's cit as in citrus <laughs> cow as in calcium Citrical. yes k-e-g-n-b-o-t-t-l-e com. And they service a majority of the the states in the United States. There are a very few uh, outliers, uh, Alaska, Connecticut, things like that, Michigan, that unfortunately we do not have shipping available for some of those states. And you can find all that information on their site. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, make sure to go on and search Tennessee Legend Distillery on Kagan bottle. And you'll be able to actually order those and have them shipped directly to to your door. Unless you happen to live in a state that does require them to go to a a package store. Because there are some states, Alabama most notably. A lot of red tape. That, yes, whenever you do have something shipped in, it has to go to a package store because the state tax then has to be paid on it at that point. But, yeah,
1: for the most part, uh, majority of places ship straight to your front door. Yeah, that is awesome. Also, I uh, want to highlight a drink. Even though it is over, this shopping season is a perfect time to make the cocktail that I created last shopping season called the Black Friday. And what that is, is is that it is an ounce of our coffee whiskey. Okay. And an ounce of our dirty cream liqueur. Okay. However, I'm going to update it that... You put a half ounce of our peppermint mocha in there with it, okay, and make the drink, the the shot really, the Black Friday. However, I will say there is no caffeine, so you're now, not you're not getting your that that being said, you could replace the, it
0: replace it with
1: yeah the with
0: Anthem Spirits Tennessee Legend made yeah yeah the crow, crow vodka. black coffee vodka. That That does does have have caffeine caffeine in it.
1: (laughs) That's what we should, that'll be the Black Friday then. Let's update that. Instead of the Tennessee Legend, now the whiskey's fantastic. It's one of my top five and our establishment, the Tennessee Legend Distillery Coffee Whiskey. But if you want the caffeine kick, use the Crow Black Coffee Vodka. And then throw in that ounce of Dirty Cream and a half ounce of that Pet Mocha. That'll get you through your shopping season. And that'll be one heck of a shot. Mm Mm-hmm. The Black Friday. The Black Friday. Ting. Absolutely. So we are going to step away and take a quick break. You can hear from one of our friends. And when we get back, we're going to talk about another legend that we are thankful for, that the state is thankful for, that many NASCAR fans are thankful for, whiskey drinkers are thankful for, and gamers s- gamers are thankful for. It's born and raised in Tennessee, but it is not a person. But yes. you'll learn more about that when Between Two Barrels podcast returns.
0: Looking to satisfy your sweet tooth while visiting the Smoky Mountains? Check out Adina's Sweet Shop, a treasure cottage of baked goods nestled in the heart of the Smokies in Gatlinburg. They create the most delectable homemade cupcakes, chocolates, pastries, pies, and so much more, including over 20 flavors of the best ice cream you've ever had, and don't forget to check out their selection of boozy favorites as well. Locals and visitors alike have raved about Adina's desserts, And once you've tried them, so will you. At Adena Sweet Shop, there is truly something for everyone. Just minutes from Dollywood or the mountains, you can find them at 170 Glades Road in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, or online at adenasweetshop.com. And tell her you heard about them from Tennessee Legend Distillery.
1: from me there's an old holler tree where you lay down a dollar or two go on around the bend come back again there's a jug full of that good old mountain dew oh they call it that good old mountain dew and then they refuse it are few i'll rush up my mug if you fill up my jug with that good old mountain dew. welcome back listeners to between two barrels podcast and b we're talking about a legend amongst legends in a different variety than we're normally talking about normally talking about either a cryptid or a person a this is not a cryptid it is very real and b it is not a person it is a drink
0: yes um up to this point all legends that we have discussed have either been a uh Person, place or thrill cryptid, entity. Eth- yeah, cryptid.
1: Yeah, uh a spiritual we haven't, entity.
0: Yeah, we haven't really done anything as far as a, a tangible
1: object That's or true. or thing as it were. And up to this point. Oddly, there's a lot of tangible objects whether it be food or not food created here in Tennessee. Originating in Tennessee, it's, it's, yeah. It's wild.
0: Um, in trying to go ahead and get everything mapped out for the remainder of this year. Um, One of the things that I looked up are Tennessee inventions, mm-hmm. uh, things that were born and raised here in the Volunteer State. Uh, and one of the first ones that is probably one of the most recognizable things and one that a lot of people probably already know this story or know its origins, but I'm sure there's a lot of people don't. But yep. the the wonderful citrus drink the one that the young ginger child from Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby was all jacked up on I am referring to the one and only Mountain Dew
1: Well, we call it that old Mountain Dew Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, actually, uh, you say that and Mountain Dew was originally invented to be a chaser
1: for whiskey And that's the thing that I, before working here I did not know Yeah I thought that Mountain Dew was created for high schoolers to stay up all night and play Halo. Yes. <laughs> right. And that <laughs> that's that, what that, that gamer reference. That's mean, what seriously. we used it for. Uh but nowadays, man, I can't drink it. Me the either. The yellow five I cannot. gives me a headache. I,
0: I don't think it's that. I just I cannot I have personally cut a lot of sugar out of my life. Mm-hmm and the amount of sugar that is in Mountain Dew for me is just insane and and I can't not it just it used to be one of my favorites Mountain Dew Code Red mm-hmm. was a, another favorite I, I just I can't do it anymore yeah I mean I can mix it in with some things but yeah. even then it's very minimal and my soda intake just in general or soft drink intake in general has, has decreased dis- exponentially and it's usually just sprite anymore yeah or starry if i can't get sprite yeah other than that i mean while it is a fantastic drink and whenever you are younger it is and probably young brian a, loved it. <laughs> yes absolutely young brian loved mountain dew quite a bit would sit there and probably chug a two liter bottle if i had the opportunity yeah. uh, at any given point in time but Mountain Dew, M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N Dew, now stylized as M-T-N Dew in some countries, of course, is a carbonated soft drink brand produced and owned by the Pepsi Corporation. The original formula was invented in 1940 by Tennessee beverage bottlers Barney and Allie Hartman. So yes, it was the Hartman Brothers Who come up with the original Mountain Dew formula The rights to this formula were obtained By the Tip Corporation of Marion, Virginia And William or Bill Jones of the Tip Corporation Further refined the formula Launching that particular version of Mountain Dew in 1961 Wow So yeah, Mountain Dew has actually been around As long as marijuana slander campaigns
1: I mean, I knew he'd been around a while, cause like, my dad was a, a allegedly obsessed with the drink when he was younger. Originally,
0: I, of course, being released in glass bottles. Yeah, now uh, now
1: I can't get him to drink a soft drink. Yeah, and he then you had he'll the sip on a Diet Pepsi from time to time. But to when I heard that he drank Mountain Dew the way I used to drink Dr Pepper, right? I was like, nah, my Dad. Oh no, Tyler! No, he you, was. Your all father about it. was obsessed with Mountain Dew. It,
0: and for us, wow. it was it, it became surge. Surge. Surge was mm-hmm. the same way. But then in 1964, the Mountain Dew brand and production rights were acquired from Tip by the Pepsi-Cola Corporation, and the distribution expanded across the United States and then into Canada. So it was just a local. It would have been like well, cheer wine. It was regional. Yeah. Uh, you could only find it in what would be the Southeast, predominantly you know Tennessee, going into South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina. Stuff like that, uh, until the following year, and there was enough sales in that one year to where whenever Pepsi bought it the following year, it just blew up. Wow. Um, Between the 1940s and 1980s, there was only one variety of Mountain Dew, which was, of course, the uh, citrus-flavored and caffeinated in most markets. It wasn't caffeinated in all markets during that time. Uh, Diet Mountain Dew was not introduced until 1988, and that was followed by Mountain Dew Red, which was introduced and discontinued in 1988. So there was a Red Mountain Dew. Before Code Red. Before Code Red, and it was brought out and scrapped in the same year, and I would have been seven whenever that happened. Do you remember it? No, I don't. I remember Clear Pepsi, the Crystal Mm. Pepsi, plain as day. I remember my dad giving it to me at one point in time, and he's like, here, drink this. I'm like, this looks like Sprite. And I go to take a drink, and I'm like, it doesn't taste like Sprite. This is not Sprite. Mm. What is this? And he's like, it's Clear Pepsi. And I'm like, "Umm, Mm, I don't know about uh, it. (laughs) If if being sus was a thing, (laughs) I was definitely sus at that point. But no, I remember the clear Pepsi, but I definitely do not remember what red would be Mountain, Mountain Dew Red. <laughs> In 2001, of course, a cherry-flavored variant called Code Red debuted. Expansions of the product line have continued to this day, including specialty offerings, limited time productions, region-specific and retailer-specific
1: flavors of Mountain Dew.: It's the first variant that of our time was Code red.
0: Of our yeah, yeah so yeah, what before, would be our before taco bells. Baja blaster Blast or code anything like red, that code first. red was hit first Dang, I and then Baja if you want to go first. and if you want to go further back than that of course so yeah i mean if you go back and look at it apart from the the late 80s the 88 release of mountain dew red yeah. then yes code red mountain dew would be the first variant or probably variation just a rehash of yeah um now i don't know if the flavors were a citrus yeah uh, just with an added cherry, or if that's what, you know, Code Red in and of itself is, is just a
1: an added. Like, I didn't drink a lot of Plain Mountain Dew. Um, it didn't give me a headache as a kid. I just, my choice was Dr. Pepper, a soft drink. Oh, um, and
0: I absolutely love mm-hmm. love Dr. Pepper as well. And Especially with
1: Tennessee Legend Distillery Salted Caramel. Oh, you are <laughs> not kidding.
0: Uh, not one bit. <laughs> um, that's probably one of my guilty pleasures every once in a while. Yes. Uh, uh, however,
1: my variant of choice was Gamer Fuel, which we will get to. Okay. We will get to.
0: I, I am, am pulling up now... Like their entire what would be catalog catalog uh so to speak, um and right now it is broken down into original uh-huh. flavors, kickstart the energy drink amp oh I forgot to... and energy
1: I drink amp
0: so we've got those different things, and I'm sure there are gonna be In other school, I drink amp other products
1: uh Oof. beyond that. Well, they're in the alcohol game now. Yes. I can't uh, think of the names uh, of the other ones. Recently, they did a big midnight thing. It was like Mountain Dew Midnight because uh, it was like dark purple, deep purple because (laughs) uh, of last WrestleMania. uh, The last WrestleMania before uh, Bray Wyatt passed away, he had a match with a wrestler called the Mountain Dew Midnight Match or or, something. pitch black match or something like that sponsored by the new mountain dew pitch black i just thought it was the craziest thing but yeah i've not in my older age as i've said and i'm not saying i know it for a fact it's the yellow five i'm just looking at something to blame right (laughs) and and it's a chemical so i'm like ah it has to be the yellow five right it gives me a headache um so, I have not had a lot of variations of Mountain Dew. Of course, when it was in Taco Bell in the early years, I did mess around with the Baja Blast with some tacos. I will not lie on that. And, of course, we'll get to the gamer fuel. And by
0: that time, like I had already moved away, moved from, away. from the Mountain Dew uh, fandom mm-hmm. or, or whatever you want to refer to <laughs> as, as in, this, in this situation. Yeah, I had, I had moved away. Uh, from it by then but um, many nights um, talking about just using it as a a gamer fuel as it were Mm -hmm. Um, so many nights so many nights um, just sitting there playing Guitar Hero Mm. or or, um, Grand Theft Auto Mm. 3 Grand Theft Auto Vice City whatever the case may be playing those games and just having a, a we are scratching at the surface of
1: nostalgia at this point baby <laughs>
0: mountain dew uh to enjoy um to stay while up. playing those to be able to yeah just to be able to to stay up because we weren't
1: we weren't making our own pots of coffee at that point
0: no no we had to get our caffeine some yeah. other way uh i did find it interesting while some of this stuff is loading in uh mountain dew flavors mountain dew trademark Yeah. Uh, flavors doesn't have to be green our broad fra- flavor collection has something for everyone contains 0% juice <laughs> not real juice <laughs> so i can't i can't believe that like i couldn't remember some of the names of these different ones but um livewire and voltage are, are like two that wire, were pretty good uh uh predominant ones uh live wire having orange. more uh orange yeah. base and it having of course an orange color uh and voltage um being the blue color and it was showing as having a, a grape a heavier okay. grape flavor to it
1: i did then, like live wire
0: uh mountain dew spark
1: mountain dew zero sugar see those are big today now i'm yeah. Madison will mess around with a zero sugar Mountain Dew, and so does my, my good friend Andrew. Like, if you open up his fridge, uh, you know how in the, the, the party scene in Superbad when they're trying to find beer to take to the party? Yeah. And Seth opens that fridge the, and it glows gold because yeah. it's like all Miller High Life? Yeah. If you were to open Andrew Alder's fridge, it glows green. Because of, of all the packs Mountain Because of of Mountain Dew, mountain Dew Zero.
0: So yeah, the Mountain Dew Spark, uh, Mountain Dew Spark Zero Sugar, Mountain Dew Major Melon, Mountain Dew Major Melon Zero Sugar, Mountain Dew Code Red, Mountain Dew Livewire, and Mountain Dew Voltage. More things from Dew World include Mystic Punch and Citrus Cherry as the flavor for Game Fuel. Okay. Uh, You also had several products including uh, Mountain Dew X Airheads. We also, of course, were talking about the Mountain Dew, Mountain
1: Dew amp. Ooh, the energy drink amp. Little black yeah. can, thin. Little thin can. Yep. Dude, every single morning of my senior year of high school, every single morning, me and my little brother Nolan, we would get up, we'd hit the Sunoco, we would get a cappuccino, and I would get an amp. I've never been a morning person. I've right. always needed... Heavy assistance, uh,
0: a little bit of time to, to heavy be able assistance to get, to get through the
1: morning, whether that be uh, energy drinks or coffee. Uh, actually, the big thing, also my senior years, there was this energy drink called Upshot, and it was probably about the size of a five-hour energy. And they ended up taking it off the market because it was so bad and it was killing people. It was just straight caffeine. Wow. One of them was flavored cola. Spelled with a K. <laughs>
0: that should be a first. <laughs> that should have been
1: the first red flag. Uh, but we would drink this mocha upshot, and me and my friend Becky, who's Josh's wife, right? Uh, we were really close in high school, and we would just love to these little upshot drinks. And I gave one to our friend Lindsay one time, not knowing she had a heart condition. Oh no! And in the middle of choir, she's sitting there just red, just do 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 like. If it was a cartoon, I'd have seen her heart beating. I was like, is there something wrong? She was like, I have a heart condition. I went, why didn't you tell me that? (laughs) That's something you should have led with before. Can I taste that? (laughs) Good Lord. But yeah, energy drinks and caffeine. And one of those of choice my senior year was an amp. Speaking of
0: continuation of the Mountain Dew energy drink line kickstart, that had five different flavors, including orange citrus, black cherry, grape, Fruit Punch and Pineapple Orange Mango. Ooh, I bet that with a little rum in it. That sounds pretty tasty. Sounds
1: tropical.
0: And then beyond that, you had Mountain Dew Energy. It was all energy for us. (laughs) Kickstart, amp, energy. (laughs) Beyond just what would be the regular (laughs) Mountain Dew. And now, of course, we've got the the added alcoholic versions of the different drinks. That's crazy. Just and so so, so many different uh, uh, products. Like I've even seen, I, I mentioned Mountain Dew Airheads. I actually saw, yeah. and I don't know if this was like a, a fake thing or whatever, but Mountain Dew flavored hot dogs. Of course, seen several different flavors of Mountain
1: Dew candy. You see Mountain Dew flavored slushies. I have seen the Mountain Dew airheads. Now to think of it. They even had a drink, a Mountain Dew bottle that went with it. It was white.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Going back to the Mountain Dew energy, uh, you have Pomegranate Blue Burst, Cherry Lime Lift, Strawberry Melon Sharp, there's even more flavors. There's like two or three more flavors that go on with that. So, I mean, <laughs> there's there are so many different products that have had the Mountain Dew name and or flavor attached to it. That it's almost like Dr. P- like you could probably find Mountain Dew scented candles or... I, I've seen Mountain Dew flavored chapstick.
1: I, I did, yeah, yeah. I, I have mean, there's...
0: So, so many different things, but going back to the, the origin of it, production was extended into the United Kingdom in 1996, but was unfortunately phased out in 1998. A similarly named different tasting product with a recipe more similar to the original American product has been sold in the UK under the name Mountain Dew Energy since 2010 and in Ireland since the spring of 2011. It was Mountain Dew but it was listed as Mountain Dew Energy because us crazy Americans we have to have the regular and then add more to it to be able to call it an amp or energy or whatever the case may be while over in the UK they're selling regular Mountain Dew and billing it as Mountain Dew Energy.
1: Yes. Uh, The Lebanon candle company does have a Mountain Dew scented candle, <laughs> as well as Mountain Dew scented wax melts. Ah, for the... For the for the crazed Mountain Dew. For the gamer, for the full on... Who just needs a scent, a smell sometimes. It's like, I can't drink anymore. Right. Right. God, I miss the smell. I
0: miss the smell of Mountain Dew. <laughs> as of 2017, Mountain Dew represented a 6.6 share, percent share, of the carbonated soft drink market in the US. Its competition includes the Coca-Cola Company's Mellow Yellow and Surge and Keurig Doctor Pepper's Sundrop. I did not know that Dr. Pepper or Keurig the Keurig Company owns Sundrop.
1: The brand I didn't Sundrop. Know Keurig bought Dr. Pepper. I didn't know that either.
0: Uh, I thought it had always operated as an independent, and it just depended on what market actually carried or distributed
1: it. Well, why don't we have Dr Pepper K cups at this point, Keurig? uh, I need warm Dr Pepper in the morning.
0: I've actually heard that warm Dr Pepper is not bad. Really? Yes, not like like maybe room temp is not terrible. I don't know about heated up, but I've heard heated up. (laughs) Is not bad either. Wow. So we'll have to check that out at some point in time. Yes. Mountain Dew accounted for 80% of citrus soft drinks sold in the US in 2010. Citrus based soft drinks. So Crush, Fanta, Fago, Sunkas, Squirt, yeah. Sundrop, Melly Yellow, Mountain Dew, Knee High. Yeah. Mountain Dew accounted for 80% of all of that. Whoa. Now, of course, we've already talked about that Barney and Allie Hartman developed Mountain Dew as a mixer in the 1940s. They took the original formula but developed it as a mixer. Uh, Soft drinks were sold regionally in the 1930s, and the Hartmans had difficulty in Knoxville obtaining their preferred soda to mix with liquor, preferably whiskey. So the two developed their own, which, of course, turned into Mountain Mountain Dew. Originally a 19th century slang term for whiskey, especially Highland Scotch Whiskey, the Mountain Dew name was trademarked for their soft drink in 1948.
1: See, there's a lot of people around here, especially in bluegrass songs, where Mountain Dew's moonshine.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, you s- kicked off. They call, call it that old, old Mountain, mountain
0: Dew. I in there in or 2 I'll hush up my mug if you fill up my jug with a that good old a Mountain Dew. dew. Shout out to the Comedy Barn. Yes. (laughs) Charles Gordon, who had partnered with William Swartz to bottle and promote Dr. Enough, was Mm -hmm. introduced to Mountain Dew when he met the Hartman Brothers on a train, and they offered him a sample. Gordon and the Hartman Brothers subsequently made a deal to bottle Mountain Dew by the Tri-Cities Beverage Corporation in Johnson City. Hey. The tip corporation of Marion Virginia bought the rights to Mountain Dew revising the flavor and launching it in, in 1961 so the one that came out in 1961 uh was different from what the original one that the Hartman brothers had developed which was slightly different than the original
1: one that um Sounds like a fairy tale. Like, well, they told it this way. Then the brothers right. Graham took over, and then Disney uh, took over. Right. <laughs> so yeah, uh,
0: the original um, created by Bill Bridgeforth, then revised by the Hartman brothers, then revised by the Tip Corporation, then revised by Pepsi.
1: So I wonder if they have sitting around the what OG. the original formula. What I like at one this point, I like, doubt it because they'd released yeah. it by now.
0: Yeah, I now I remember w- at one point in time they were doing the real sugar Mountain Dew. Yes, and weird, stuff like that. Weird looking can. Yeah, so I think that one may be closer to the tip, mm. corporation release of it, um, but still even that one was a variation. So no telling what the original Mountain Dew, what the original citrus soda, developed by Bridgeforth, another refined by the Hartmans
1: that. I would use a time machine to go back and find out the what the original recipe. was, original Coke
0: recipe. Did it Ooh, actually have cocaine in? Did it? Did it?
1: They say it did, but did it? Yeah, I'd go back to the heart to the first and be like, "Can I have this? Can you write this down?"
0: Yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, that would be our usage for
1: what really. But happened. I don't want to change. Literally, time. No, not changing anything. Because I've I just seen those know movies. What don't really happened? But I want to know what really happened the truth in history i want to find the truth in history if we could get a hold of that original and like at a later date use it now like i wouldn't change it anything then but today i would pull that piece of paper out and i'd let tld this, create a mixture this is the addendum yeah yeah this is what i'd do i'd I'd yeah. change the present right i'd be like oh this is the new tld citrus mixer yeah
0: but it's the original Mountain Dew formula. But it's actually Mountain the Dew OG formula.
1: Mountain Dew formula that got changed over time. Yep. And I'm guessing ruined in some aspects because I would imagine that back in that time, in that 40s era, when it was originally created, you didn't have the crap they put in our stuff today. The chemicals and right. all that crap. So I guarantee you it the was a much more The stuff that you can't pronounce organic, on the back of the bottle. Like taurine and crap. Yeah. yeah. I bet it was way more organic. And way more natural than what we have today.
0: You're actually, it actually had fruit juice in it. Yes, I guarantee you it actually had had fruit juice. juice in it. Yeah. So you probably were drinking more of what would have been like a carbonated combination of orange juice, lemon juice, lime juice. Probably. Yeah. At that point in time.
1: And I would make it a patented TLD legendary. Cocktail mixer,
0: right? Like uh, what you might call it? Had the the haze in the hills, haze in the hills, the yeah. Stuff like maybe the haze in the hills would
1: have been the original, closer to the original. Poc- yeah, closer to. The you original never know. I'd call it. Uh, I'd call it uh, barrel juice. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
0: Now, if you didn't happen to to catch it whenever we were saying it just a few minutes ago, Mountain Dew was originally southern and or a of Scotch-Irish beginning slang term for moonshine or homemade whiskey Uh, or um, uh, poyton as it's referenced to in the Irish folk song The Rare Old Mountain Dew dating back to 1882 Uh, using it as a name for the soda was originally suggested by Carl E. Retzky at an Owens, Illinois Incorporated meeting in Toledo, Ohio and was first trademarked by the Hartmans in the 1940s. Early bottles and signage carried the reference toward by showing a cartoon-stylized hillbilly, like the throwback cans and bottles and stuff that wound up uh, coming out a few years back. And the first sketches of the original Mountain Dew bottle labels were devised in 1948 by John Pichetto, and the representation on product packaging has changed changed at multiple points. In the history of the beverage.
1: In the 90s, we had three X's on the bottle. There's like a little logo-like image with the old, the redneck, the southern man, the hillbilly, and holding a thing with three X's. The jug. That the jug, jug the, with the three X's. Yeah, that's part of the retro. Yeah, part of the retro.
0: Yep. Yeah. But yeah, the original colorations were, oddly enough, orange, white, and green. The... Colors of the Mexican flag. Yeah. And the Scottish... F- the Irish flag. And the Irish flag, yeah. yeah. And it being the Scotch-Irish, is probably why they wound up going with that with coloration, coloration selection to begin with. And the the original character or name for the the hillbilly character was Willie. Willie the hillbilly. <laughs> Coming out of the 1950s at that point in time. So I'm sure that you can imagine... The Even at that point in time The, the Beverly Hillbilly show Has come out and stuff like yeah, that Everyone thought that was so, us So yeah everyone at that point in time I mean dude I, I moved here in mm-hmm. 90 uh, The summer of 93 mm-hmm. So after the blizzard
1: mm-hmm.
0: And one of the first times I go back home I actually had people asking me do they wear shoes mm-hmm.
1: It's like come on Yeah they do that's what uh, old TV did to Southerners.
0: Yes, we we portrayed as dumb hillbillies. Winners didn't know
1: winners writing history. Yes, yes. After the North <laughs> won, ding. They started ding ding, uh, caricaturizing. And us. that's
0: and that's part of why, it in, all you know, limitations and everything else were thrown out the window. Time travel was a thing. It would be. In search of the truth, as yes. opposed to, you know, what, what we have been taught. Yeah, I want I to get to the truth. Getting back to some history, uh, PepsiCo, then of course the Pepsi-Cola company, acquired the Mountain Dew brand in 1964, as we've mentioned previously, and shortly thereafter, in 1969, the logo was modified as the company sought to shift its focus to a younger, outdoorsy generation. This direction continued as the logo remained the same throughout the 1970s and 80s, and then in 1996, PepsiCo began using a strategy it was already using with its flagship Cola Pepsi, changing Mountain Dew's logo every few years. New logos were introduced in 96, 98, and in 2005. Then in October 2008, the Mountain Dew logo was redesigned to MTN Dew, within the U.S. market as a result of PepsiCo announcing that it, it would rebrand its core carbonated soft drink products by early
1: 2009. if We you, just now, as a company, went through a logo rebrand.
0: And this would actually these be people,
1: the third one. These people did it every other year. Yeah, For oh a couple Lord, of years, They yeah. were just like, ah, let's change it. Ah, let's change it again. Their graphics can, design would probably like... <laughs>
0: Well you remember, I mean, the Pepsi logo, the the several iterations that yes. the Pepsi logo has gone through just in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things to where, oh, people have forgot about it, let's redo it and bring it back into the into the now. A whole new design. Of course we talked about some of the variant flavors. Variant flavors continue to use the previous design, the mm-hmm. MTN do until two thousand eleven whenever it was announced that Code Red, Live Wire, Voltage, and Baja Blast flavor variants would be given redesigned packaging, including new logos to correspond with the Mountain Dew style. The returning flavors, Pitch Black, Supernova, Typhoon, and Game Fuel, were given redesigned packaging and logos for their 2011 re-release. Summer of 2010, a secondary type of Mountain Dew bottle began appearing on some U.S. shelves De- Designed by Foresight, a design and innovation firm, these bottles featured a sleeker design, smaller packaging labels, and a built in grip.
1: Mm. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Yep, so they actually had like, like the little f- bottle. finger grips to be able to hold the bottles better. Yeah. And that's whenever the bottles had gone from more of the. Uh, cylindrical, just like solid cylindrical to Mm -hmm. having the actual form and shape. You actually had the indentions where it came in and then flexed back out on the bottle to make them look more like the old glass bottles in a sense. The bottles were dubbed Sidekick bottles and were tested in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Indiana markets. And by 2014, Sidekick bottles had become the predominant Mountain Dew bottle design in most of the U.S., which is kind of weird because typically test markets are Midwest. Iowa yeah. is a huge test yeah. market. Like, I remember Katie has told me stories like they were getting, like, the the green and purple ketchup. I remember like that. Like, months before anybody else had even seen or heard of this type of stuff. So, yeah.
1: Why do, you, why do you think that is? Why do you think the Midwest is test market? Not cities. If we can sell it to the Midwest...
0: Well, see, that's a kind of a misconception in certain areas, yes, it's very Plain. very sparse, very, you know, like not condensed populations, but whenever you get to places like uh, Des Moines, Cedar yeah. Rapids, some yeah, of these Cedar different Rapids places, you wind up having a lot of these, and that's where, uh, of course, like your main caucus for uh, Oh
1: yeah, the Iowa caucus, yeah, for
0: uh, um, politics. Politics, yeah. So I mean, it's that's
1: weird. Iowa's just a yeah. It's it's test a huge test
0: market for everything, in no it's matter what the it is. heartland of America. Um, a lot of your stuff is is influenced going gummit, out You know what's from crazy to think about? That.
1: I did a play not too long ago where I was the lead. It was called Leaving Iowa. Yeah. And it's about this journey the lead character takes to take his father's ashes on this trip. To where his dad always wanted to take his family, but they never did, uh, to the center of the country. To where the sign is, like, you're standing in the center of the country. In right. In the middle, dead center spot of the country. And it w- all took place in Iowa. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, like, I'm just now remembering lines I said, and I'm like, son of a... That The makes center sense. of the country. Like yeah. Like, the dad wanted to see it. Yeah. And he never got to, so that's why my character took his ashes and left him at the center of the country.
0: Ah, uh, Iowa, <laughs> and I'm married into Are an Iowa family. Iowa? So yeah, I mean I've been able to experience some wow. of the, you know, That's the dynamic of what that is. Uh, one of the like the largest truck stop in the country, I eighty in Iowa. Wow. The the most dominant football team apart from Michigan, Iowa Hawkeyes in college football. Wow, well, we beat them a
1: couple of years ago in football.
0: But I mean, <laughs> but you know, now we near, would not stand you know, a chance.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah. Also, I wonder if there's also mm-hmm. some some fun, crazy paranormal things that happen in the center of the country. If it's like a a gateway or like a you know like well, all you these know lines. What several lead. of the
0: mid. Well, okay. Have you ever looked Laylands. at a road map of Iowa? No, it's all grid. Like literally, everything
1: is. A perfect a square, grid. yeah. A grid. Something's happening for the most in part, Iowa. yeah. Do a whole new. Well, documentary. I mean, everything Something is is something's happening in Iowa. Yeah, everything's We're not being
0: told. flat out there. I mean, you can see for miles. Yeah, and yeah, you come up to a crossroad and it's literally
1: that way. That way, crossroads. Yeah, Kansas. Tons of crossroads. Yeah. Mm. Iowa, you got splaining to do. <laughs> We might have to do an entire... <laughs> on the mystery of Iowa. The mysteries of <laughs> Iowa.
0: So have you ever wondered, I mean, I know you've mentioned, of course, the yellow number five, but have you ever mm-hmm. wondered what all's in Mountain Dew?
1: mm that's, ter- that's terrifying to think of. In,
0: in its primary market of the United States, of course, the ingredient composition of Mountain Dew is listed as carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, in much of the U.S., concentrated Orange juice, citric acid, natural flavors, sodium benzoate, caffeine, sodium citrate, ethiorbic acid, gum arabic. Uh, one that I'm not even going to try. It's a very long ethyl acid and yellow number five. The ingredient makeup of Mountain Dew varies based on the country of production. For example, in Canada, the sweetener listed as glucose fructose. Another name for high-fructose corn syrup. And until 2012, it was caffeine-free by default. Formerly, the composition included brominated vegetable oil and emulsifier banned in foods throughout Europe and Japan. And as of 2020, this ingredient
1: has been removed. (laughs) So, anything... I learned this watching a documentary, and I wish I had not watched it. Anything that says "natural flavors" can literally be anything from beaver anus. Yes, vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. To uh, a leaf that you grabbed on the side of the road.
0: So not to not to make us seem weird in a negative light or anything like that but do you remember back whenever Justin came in and he was explaining the flavorings
1: yes aromatics to and stuff us
0: like that? the aromatics it's the molecular composition of these things yeah. that generate the the flavor and or smell yes but are not necessarily of that thing yes Th- mountain dew mountain dew
1: Well, it smells like citrus.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it says, yes, it's concentrated orange juice, but whenever you look at Mountain Dew's website, they're like, contains zero juice. Zero juice. Zero
1: percent juice. Well, you kind of want to be like, how concentrated is the orange juice?
0: Harness the molecular level, recreated whatever the taste and or smell of citrus, and then...
1: And And let's not... Don't let anyone lie to you. High fructose corn syrup is what's killing us slowly. It is absolutely killing our country slowly.
0: Or as the Canadians call it, glucose, glucose fructose. fructose. You can change it a. all you want to,
1: <laughs> but <laughs> maple syrup. Um, Don't start that because I had <laughs> syrup this morning with French toast. <laughs> uh, I yeah I've I looked on the back of a energy drink years ago in like high school or college, uh, might have been an amp. It was either an amp or uh rock star. Um, and learned that day that I can't pronounce half of what's in our products in this country. So from that day I promised I'd never look at another label again.
0: I, I'm gonna actually <laughs> I'm gonna try this real quick. Okay. This word. ethylene diamamina tetra
1: acetic acid. See I tried. Like, why should a word? Why should a word be that long? Right. I feel like that is a cacophony of other chemicals and we just created I mean, a new chemical.
0: that one right there is enough to give someone with hippomonstrosis
1: quipidaliophobia like... Pause. <laughs> Anxiety.
0: <laughs> For those of you that don't know, the word I just said is the fear of long words. The fear of long words. And we gave it a long word. Uh, in response to negative publicity around high fructose corn syrup PepsiCo in 2009 released a limited run production of Mountain Dew Throwback a variation consisting of sugar in place of high fructose corn syrup Mountain Dew Throwback subsequently was re-released for brief periods generally 8-12 to 12 weeks at a time including a second wave from December 2009 to February 2010 And then a third wave in the summer and fall of two thousand ten as well. A fourth eight week production began in March of two thousand eleven before becoming a permanent addition to the Mountain Dew flavor lineup until being discontinued again during the COVID nineteen pandemic.
1: So why not just change the ingredients? I'd only I can assume they'd be a problem with high fructose corn syrup. Uh, why didn't they just be like, you know what, it is bad, and we know that. <laughs> right. So we're just going to stop all that and just release it with natural sugar.
0: Uh, 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 I'm I'm about to bring something back up. It's kind of like, uh, you Iowa. know. Iowa, yeah. Because I mean, seriously, I mean, a majority of the stuff is, is, corn. is corn or soy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean they're they're not wasting anything which is a good thing but the byproduct or the the result of some of those things are not healthy well in mo- everything in moderation yeah yeah limitations to it don't go overboard but but yeah i mean if if high fructose corn syrup were not a part of what has become mainstream america then you are going to have people out of a job because that is something that cannot be produced anymore. Uh. Iowa.
1: (laughs) 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 Dinkoberg.
0: 12 U.S. fluid ounces, 355 milliliter can of Mountain Dew contains 54 milligrams of caffeine, equivalent to 152 milligrams per liter. Our bottles, our entire bottle of dairy liqueur contains less
1: than what a 12-ounce can of Mountain Dew contains. Has how many? Our bottle... No, our Mountain Dew.
0: Mountain Dew has 54 grams or milligrams of caffeine per 12 ounces. Wow. That's
1: more than half a 12-ounce cup of coffee.
0: Yes. You had mentioned earlier yellow number five and its effects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tartrazine. Tartrazine. Okay. An urban legend about Mountain Dew ingredients is that dye yellow number five or tartrazine lowers sperm count. Tartrazine has never been scientifically linked to any of the alleged effects in the legends, nor has any other component of the drink been linked to said urban legends.
1: I did not know that urban legend. I just saw yellow five and thought, "That's weird. That must be what gives me headaches."
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a situation to where it has been an urban legend to what, Well, I had heard it that it made certain Why appendages just call shrink. just
1: it tartrazine instead of yellow, yellow number five? Because we can't pronounce tartrazine. Because they'd see it and they'd go, <gasps> "What they'd is this?" would be scared by the word. Yeah.
0: Well, what is it? There's a uh, uh, a particular type of bug that the whenever it dies its carcass is like a really bright red okay and then that particular red or that bug gets like ground down and used to create coloration a red coloration for certain products so i'm wondering if tartrazine Lightning bugs Has like a negative <laughs> If we're going off Based off <laughs> of Dead color Dead lightning yeah. bugs um, is, is And we'll have to look it up Of course I mean Since we <laughs> Not here, the are here on Wikipedia Is a synthetic Lemon yellow Azo dye Primarily used mm. As a food coloring So it's It's Tony Stark Stark made it In a lab Tony Stark built this In a cave So yeah I mean it's It's a It's a fake yellow dye Okay But what are the other components to be able to make it up as it is? Not
1: not lightning bug guts. Not lightning bug guts. That's that's in bug juice. (laughs) There you go. Those (laughs) little bottles of bug juice.
0: Dad, I want a bug juice. It's just made up
1: of a bunch of ground up bugs. Right. (laughs) Of different coloration. squeezed out. (laughs) (laughs) Like we have no idea. (laughs) Uh,
0: Now, of course, as we mentioned earlier, uh, in 2022, so this is relatively new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, PepsiCo partnered with the Boston Beer Company to produce a line of alcohol infused drinks in four flavors labeled Hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> the drinks were initially sold in Florida, Iowa, and Tennessee <laughs> before expanding to the other states. Florida Man, at home in Tennessee, and of course, Iowa. Uh, Mountain Dew Amp is an uh, energy drink distributed by PepsiCo under the Mountain Dew brand, originally launched in 2001. From 2007 to 2008, several additional flavors of Amp were introduced, and in 2012 Amp's labeling and ingredients changed, as did the flavor and appeal. According to the fans, the Mountain Dew branding was also removed from cans during this change, though it has since been reintroduced. And, of course, we talked about um, specifically Baja Blast with all of the Taco Bell trips. Mm. Uh, Leading up to 2004, PepsiCo conducted extensive research to develop a beverage with a taste and color to complement Taco Bell food products. The resulting product was named Baja Blast, a light blue-green-colored tropical lime-flavored variety of the soft drink. Taco Bell was given a 10-year exclusive rights period during which Baja Blast would not be available in any store or other food outlet, not even Taco Bell's fellow Yum! Brands restaurants. So, 100% exclusive to Taco Bell restaurants would be Baja Blast. For Mm. that time period, from uh, 2004 through 2014, in spring 2014, Mountain Dew began distributing its Baja Blast flavor in standard 12-ounce cans, 20-ounce bottles, and 24-ounce cans for sale at supermarkets and retail businesses in the U.S. The new retail product bore the Taco Bell logo. Taco Bell's chief marketing officer, Chris Brandt, said the exclusive drinks have helped increase the company's beverage sales even as soda sales have declined in the broader market. He noted that people are more likely to buy drinks when they are available exclusively at the chain, and due to the drink's success, many other new beverages were introduced at Taco Bell, including a new Taco Bell exclusive, Mountain Dew Sangrita Blast, a non-alcoholic sangria-flavored Mountain Dew. I uh, no, I do like a sangria from time to time. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, there are... This is just barely scratching the surface mm-hmm. of what Mountain Dew has either inspired or sponsored or just the number of Mountain Dew references in pop culture. Yes. We have just now like really gotten into a majority of the history uh, yeah, and highlighting mainstream some of their is about to take over. Independent, you yeah. know, but yes, the the mainstream Mountain Dew is about to take over. But unfortunately, we, we, have, have, we, run have, we have run out of time for this episode. So
1: what we're going to do is we are going to do uh, uh we're going to come back on Thursday and we're going to to break down uh, the the democracy yes of Mountain Dew we're gonna do the dew on part two so yeah,
0: because I mean they honestly went into a full-on sense of democracy yeah. and allowing customers to vote on new flavors to mm-hmm. suggest you know
1: new flavors colors packaging. Labels.
0: like yeah I mean oh
1: yeah Absolutely. We are going to dive more into the even more modern history of what Mountain Dew is today uh, on our Thursday episode of Between Two Barrels podcast, so be on the lookout for part two this Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Between Two Barrels podcast. Do not forget to check out the Studio 66 website. There you can find all the ways to t- to. Follow Studio 66, the different shows like this show, Between Two Barrels Podcast, the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, and the SEC-based Cocky Top Podcast that takes place on Mondays and Fridays. So, thank you again for tuning in. Be safe out there, take care of yourselves, and take care of others. Cheers to you. Thanks
0: for listening to another episode of Between Two Barrels. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. To do so, search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram, or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66 for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com, where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts, as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via SpeakPipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com. However you go about it, make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio as well as the distillery from Studio 66 presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery.